Hello and welcome to Crafts with an Edge, the creative podcast that explores the edgier side of life. I'm your host, Carolyn Edge, and today I'm so excited to welcome Jennifer Legra on the podcast. Her company is called Drinking the Whole Bottle, and it's a metaphor for uncorking life and savoring the most out of it. Before we get started, I'm so excited because I'm going to be partnering with her for her next monthly happy hour. I'll talk more in a second about the variety of things Jen has to offer with her company, but one of those things is a happy hour every month, and they are so much fun. So they send out ingredients for two cocktails that you'll all mix together, and then in between the cocktails, she has a game or another activity, and it's just so much fun. Uh, So for example, this month is a Halloween theme, and there will be a tarot card reader there. If you're listening to this in real time, um, it's not too late. If you want to join that one, I'll be there. And then next month, November 20th, I will be partnering with them to bring my paper quilling art into the mix. So I will be leading everyone through how to make a snowflake ornament using materials that you likely have on hand already. So you don't have to worry too much about that. All of that information you can find on her website, drinkingthewholebottle.com. You can sign up for their newsletter if you want to be the first to find out about that sort of information, or you can follow both of us on Instagram. I will put all this information into the show notes as well. All right, without further ado, let's get to chatting with Jen. So as I mentioned, her company is called Drinking the Whole Bottle, and she guides women to live their lives uncorked by looking for more celebration, meaning, and flavor in their life and work. Jen is on a mission to live every day as a celebration and to help others do the same. She offers a four-week live course to uncork your business and break through your biggest social media and tech blocks, those virtual happy hours that I mentioned, and she is launching her You're Invited live course to help women create their own living life uncorked mindset so they could live their most epic freaking lives. As we're talking about badass babes living their best life here on the podcast, I just have to introduce you to Jen. Hi, Jen. Welcome. Hi. I'm so excited to be here and to be talking to you. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you're here. I I thought of you as one of my first guests because as I mentioned to you, I think it's kind of funny that we're, we sort of have the same message for the world in a lot of ways, but we're saying it in very different ways. You've got mm-hmm. this metaphor for living life uncorked and drinking the whole bottle. And I've got this metaphor for living life on the edge, but it's all about living your best life. Yeah. So if you could go ahead and just start out by telling us a little bit about your story and your journey, you have quite the epic little story about how your family <laughs> moved abroad and all of that. What journey did your family go on and what journey did you go on to get here to drinking the whole bottle and having this message for the world? Yeah, so um, my mom likes to joke with us that what most people do in 10 years, we did in like 10 months. <laughs> and so drinking the whole bottles, it started in 2011. And my husband and I, who was then then boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, had decided that we were going to seriously look into teaching abroad. It was something that we had always talked about when we lived in New Jersey. And so finally, we were going to like take this big leap and Um, he went to a job fair and I didn't go because we had decided that we were going to move to a place that we could afford living on one person's salary. And he was going to continue teaching and I was going to start writing, which was always my dream. Mm. So, um, he got the, he got a job offer in the Dominican Republic. And then about two weeks later, we went to the doctor and discovered that I was pregnant. 
Wow. And it was <laughs> wild. Like I, I think I was crying and happy and sad mm-hmm. and all of these emotions at the same time, because I thought to myself, like, there's no way we could move abroad and have a baby. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause in my mind, I always considered people who went abroad were like backpacking through Europe and, you know, sort of these like couples or single, like solo travelers. Mm-hmm. And so when the doctor told me that I was in fact pregnant, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, and like very quickly though, it was almost like when you allow that inner talk to just blurt it all out. I looked at Mike and I said, we, we have to go. Like we're still going because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I knew inside that if we didn't go, then we would never go. Mm-hmm. And so that was the beginning of February. And then two weeks later, he proposed. And then we started planning an engagement party. So we had an engagement party then in May, and we got married in July. And then we moved in August. And we had our daughter in October in a on a Caribbean island. Wow, (laughs) in the Dominican Republic. And so that was from, you know, from one thing happening to the last thing happening of having a baby, it was a total of like 10 months, um, which thinking back now is crazy. And, but I also think at the time it allowed me to not sit too deep into any fear, right? Like when you're getting mm-hmm. married, you're like, and you think about it too much, or if you're going to move abroad, you think about it too much, or if you have mm-hmm. a baby. Um, but we had everything happening at the same time. So we're like, <laughs> well, I guess we're going to do this. You just went in full force. Yep. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love that you didn't, you know, there's a million excuses to not do anything. And um, I love that you didn't use all these big life changes as an excuse to not mm-hmm. go after your dreams. I, I think in some ways what I'm hearing, it sounds like you you used all of that as the reason to go, you know, it's like, we've got to go now or we're not going to go. So I, I think that's amazing that you just jumped in with both feet. Yeah, I I heard actually the other day somebody said I'm going to probably mangle the quote but it was like I didn't make it despite of my struggles. I made it because of the struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I don't consider any of those things a struggle, but any one of those things at any point could have been like the reason to not go or to not do something or to change mm-hmm. course, but you know, I I think we both knew that we wanted to go and we were tired of like the rat the quote-unquote rat race right Mm -hmm. like we were just both really tired of these really long days and I and I remember we would talk about this we lived in this really cute apartment in this super cute town in New Jersey and we loved we loved it we lived right above a Starbucks so that was just all of my adult dreams come true (laughs) um but we were both teachers and we were getting up so early in the morning and going to school. And then I worked at a charter school. So I, w- I was working even longer hours and I wouldn't get home till God, like maybe six o'clock at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he was then also coaching and he would get home even later. And we'd have enough time to like walk the dog, make dinner. And we joked, we'd have enough time to either watch law or order, but like not law and order. <laughs> Um, we just had no time and we uh-huh. would talk about at that time, like, what are we going to do? Like we have kids, like we're never going to see them if this is what our schedule is like. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think in us really kind of thinking through that, it didn't feel right to either one of us. And we had already talked about one day teaching abroad 
And so I think all of that just kind of came together at one point and we're like, let's, let's just go at the time. Obviously we didn't know we were going to have a baby, but yeah, um, it was not easy per se to sort of acclimate to this new culture. And especially with being a new mom and a newlywed mm-hmm. and all of these things. But I think very quickly we realized um, we probably were going to be living abroad for a long time. And mm-hmm. now here we are 10 years later and now we're in Mexico. So yeah, it obviously stuck. <laughs> yeah. It must have been just so transforming. I think being in a new country, being a newlywed, newly a mother, a new job, all those things, like you had to be, it had to be like a, a transformational sh- experience for yourself. Yeah. It shows you a lot about yourself all at once, mm-hmm. which, <laughs> um, you know, you could definitely sob about some evenings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very, and and I think going to a place that was so different than where we were from and where we were used to uh, was really eye-opening in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, it was, it's, it's a third world country. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of, a lot of things that we take for granted in New Jersey that in DR luxuries, right? Like in mm-hmm. New Jersey, we take a hot shower and that's just what you do. And in mm-hmm. DR, you would have to like turn on the switch for the hot water to start working and you'd have to wait 30 minutes. And, um, you know, it's not anything that's super life-changing when you're doing it, Mm -hmm. but when you have to wait 20 minutes for a warm shower and you've never had to do that before, you're like, what the hell? Like, (laughs) why don't they just have hot water? And then you realize like, wow, like we, this is a luxury mm-hmm. in, you know, in New Jersey, but this is just how life is here. And so there mm-hmm. were a lot of those little small things that you start to realize um, are luxuries where you come from or are luxuries here in this new place, but that mm-hmm. where you come from, it's just, oh, we have hot water. Oh, the yeah. power never goes out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never have to move my coffee maker to the <laughs> living room, uh, you know, to make my stinking cup of coffee today. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you definitely learn. And just even what is quote unquote normal and not, right? Like mm-hmm. there, a lot of people don't necessarily have cars and a lot of people get by on motorcycles. And so when you have a baby mm-hmm. and you have a motorcycle, like you don't use car seats. And that for us is so basic, right? Uh-huh. And then I'd be like, oh, right. They don't have a car. So right. what's their option? <laughs> How to put the baby on the motorcycle. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the safest, yep. but like what's the other option when you don't have a car? Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely is very, it was very eye-opening to a lot of things that I thought were like universal truths. Mm-hmm. And you realize there's like no such thing really as a universal truth. I mean, maybe there's a couple of things like don't kill anybody, but (laughs) other than that, you know, like truths that truths don't exist um, everywhere. Yeah. I I for sure feel that, like, you know, from my time abroad, I feel like nothing opens your mind or shatters your worldview, like looking at it from a different lens. Like I I spent some time in Uganda and I uh, Mm -hmm. totally hear the whole like oh my gosh baby on a motorcycle yeah. and like everything <laughs> on a motorcycle is crazy and yeah. even like there were rules around um or I say rules like cu- cultural cultural norms around mm. things like there was a very specific way that it was acceptable for women to sit and I was sitting on the ground one day crisscross as we would say and that was like just very unacceptable and I was like wow. told to sit a different way and um 
like it was also rude to eat while standing and like Americans are just like eating right. on the go and at first I found that <laughs> really frustrating counter. yeah and it's like we would have morning tea and I couldn't even eat a little thing like whilst I, I had to like find a seat and sometimes there wasn't a seat if I wanted to sit on the ground I had to sit <laughs> in a certain way and um but it like it made me slow down and like think about like yeah. okay well why is this like because you you need to like sit and like think about what you're eating and be intentional about it um as opposed to like the Americans yeah. just like shoving food in their mouth on the go you know so um things like that I, I totally hear that you yeah you learn and, and grow in ways that you have no idea um you couldn't expect that so tell me how how living abroad and how all of these steps you took how did this develop into your brand drinking the whole bottle tell us about that that story um so drinking the whole bottle gosh when I started the blog it was called something else and it was just like our buena vida or something which is the words are all lovely but it just didn't feel like what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day I was like scrolling through my favorite author is Paulo Coelho, who wrote The Alchemist. And there was a quote that he wrote for a different book where he says something along the lines of, I always, I mangle quotes, so excuse me. Um, <laughs> okay. But he says like, accept what life has to offer you and try to drink from every cup. Uh, some wine should be sipped, some should be tasted, but with others drink the whole bottle. And I was like, oh my God, like that, it was like lightning bolts and this is it. Like, that's exactly what I felt like we had just moved to DR and we just had a baby and we just got married. And I felt like that kind of encapsulated everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not necessarily supposed to like everything, but with the things you do really like, like you just got to drink that ish up and Mm -hmm. like, and really savor it. Um, And so it was, I don't know, it kind of then becomes like the chicken and the egg, like did drinking the whole bottle become about living life uncorked because I was writing about it or was I writing about it because we were living life uncorked? Um, But it just became such a deep rooted part of our life, just the way that we decided to look at things or um, or live things. Right. And then from there, a few taglines kind of came out of it. Like living life uncorked was one of them. And, you know, from that point on, I think we just really try to make the best of everything and not even the best of it in like this sort of positive Pollyanna type of way, but just like, let's enjoy this and let's have fun. And, and part of the mentality when we moved to DR2, that was so different for us was like parenting, right? Everybody that I had known in the States when they had kids, it was like, that's it. Funds over. <laughs> um, uh-huh. You know, and we moved to DR and we had all of these friends who had really young kids and we're like, oh, our nanny's coming Friday and we're going out to dinner and then we're going to like the club or we're going to whoever's house and we're going to have, you know, drinks there and we're going to go to, we're going to have a theme party and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so different from even at the time friends that were having babies with me mm-hmm. at the same time, not, you know, with me in the <laughs> same room, you, but like the, at I the same you. time, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was like, I almost felt bad talking to them sometimes because we were like, oh no, we're, we're going out now to the bluffs and we're going to have cocktails and we're going to go to dinner. And um, they're like, okay, well, call me when you get home. Um, it was it was just such a different experience and we realized we were in 
this place that viewed parenting also as a very different thing that like, Mm -hmm. just because you have kids doesn't mean that life is over and that the party ends. Uh, And so that was part of it. And then I know my parents were big travelers and my mom had said to me when I was pregnant, she sort of gave me this piece of advice, like um, just kind of take, just always take them with you, like take them where you go. Right. It was Mm -hmm. never this idea of like, let's we're now going to like, do this mommy and daddy thing. I was like, no, we're going to go to this museum and you might hate it, but you're going to go and it's going to be great. And like, Mm -hmm. just deal with it. And it's going to be a little boring for you, but you're going to live. And that's really okay. (laughs) You know? So I think it was just this whole thing of, we knew that we could be our own people and our own, like we were parents, but we were ourselves first and we could do our own thing. But we also had this family and like, we didn't have to separate the two, right? Like mm-hmm. for my 40th birthday this past year, I actually got to celebrate my birthday in 2020 because uh-huh. I am a January, what I call January uh, baby. Uh-huh. Celebrate the whole month of January. <laughs> um, but so we went to Tequila, which is a town in Mexico in Guadalajara, where it's the birthplace of Tequila. Hey. Hey, it was <laughs> yeah. awesome. But it could have easily been one of those things where we had like, again, the the nanny or something come and stay with the kids. And I was like, no, they're coming. Like they mm-hmm. might not enjoy themselves, you know, the way that they would if they were home and on the iPad and watching TV. But I was like, no, they're going to come and they're going to and they're going to do the thing with us. And we're doing this as a family, you know, so it I don't know. There's just a whole different mindset of not compartmentalizing Mm -hmm. all of the things, um, which I I think, you know, adds to all of the, all of the flavor of life, right? Like you don't want to have to separate all the, all the different parts of you. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, man, this is amazing. I don't have kids, but if I do have kids eventually, like I'm going to come to you for advice. Nice. (laughs) I feel like that could be your next program, honestly. Uh, Parenting uncorked. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Yeah. But (laughs) I love what you're saying. And I feel like this is part of the journey that I've been on myself for myself recently. And part of that is the people that have been in my universe lately, Kathy Heller, Ali Kasaza, Gina DeVee, Mm -hmm. all these fabulous women have these incredible things to say about really making life pleasurable and making it fun. Mm -hmm. And I was really raised with nothing other than the idea that work should be grueling. It should be difficult. It should be earned. You have Mm -hmm. to earn it. So it has to be hard. Um, Recently, even I've, I've been um, with this workout program for a few years and it used to be great, but and it just hasn't been working for me in the pandemic. And I've been like grueling through it to get through the last few months of my contract. And I just kind of hit a moment where I was like, why? I was like, right. If I, if I'm trying to lose weight or trying to get healthier or get in shape, there are a million ways to do that that are so fun. So I like just ditched that. And I was like, I'm going to do a dance class instead and yoga. And like, those things are still so fun, but squats and burpees, like, no, I'm sorry. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's it's not fun. And I, I feel like everything should be pleasurable and everything should be enjoyable because that's what's going to keep you motivated to get results. So I, I just love hearing you say this because I'm like, yes, this is what I'm, I'm trying to like dig more into that essence for myself because I don't yeah. think that's, that's the world that I grew up in. It's parenting has to be hard. Work has to be hard. Losing weight has to be hard. And I'm like, 
we can bust that wide open. Mm -hmm. Who says so, you know? Who says so? Yes, yes, yes. my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is like, it's hard when, um, you know, you're coming from a place where, and, and I could even with my, with my mom, mostly like my parents are both, uh, they were both born in Cuba. So my sister and I were the first generation born in the U S and, you know, they took the jobs that they had to take to make the money they had to make Mm -hmm. to raise the family Mm -hmm. they had to raise. And so, you know, there is no fault in that at all, but it was, I know in my journey, the last 10 years, right. Starting as like a blogger and a writer and kind of, and going that angle, the creative artist way is there's no direct route. Uh, I think that was not really, it wasn't hard for my mom to understand, but she, it, it wasn't um, a path that she understood. Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of times where it was sort of like, oh, like, so how would, there was this student that I did a long-term supposition and at our old school in the Dominican Republic, the principal was like, please, I need an, I need a qualified English teacher. So I was like, okay, this one time. And so my mom a couple of times was like, oh, like, so how is it to like really be back at work now? And I was like, what do you think I'm doing when I sit at the library all day, like mm-hmm. working on my craft and writing and publishing things and sending pitches to people. And it just wasn't something that she understood very well mm-hmm. um, because for her, it was like, yeah, but what are you, what are you doing for real? Like, what's mm-hmm. the real job you're doing? Right. Or I'd have tons of people who'd be like, how's the bloggy blog going? Mm-hmm. It was just this cute little, Oh, major eye roll. Like it just drove me so crazy. Yeah. When you live in this place that things have to be hard or you can't follow what you love doing because that's not going to make money or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, it's really hard, I think, for people to see anything outside of that. And so when you are somebody who starts to do something outside of that, um, there, there were tons of people who I had to be like, I'm sorry, are you not happy with your life that you need to come after mine? Like mm-hmm. I'm happy writing from the library, whether I'm making money or not at the moment. Like, so what do you care? What do you care if I'm not making money? Yeah, it's because they see you. They see you going after it and deep down, mm-hmm. whether they know it or not, they want to go after their own dreams. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely, I mean, the, there was, that was a big struggle for many years of me having to kind of figure out how I was going to keep motivating through people, mm-hmm. you know, calling it a bloggy blog. Oh, yeah. 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 So yuck. I totally get it. Yeah. Artist life over here. And it's like, how do you explain that to (laughs) other people? So I feel, yeah. What do you say to the the haters? Do you have a a go-to response? God, I don't even know that I say anything anymore. Mm. Like at the time I remember, I remember specific people that would stand in front of me and I was just, I don't know. I think, I don't even remember what I'd say to them because I don't, I don't even buy into that anymore. And I think I've done it now for so long that they realize that they're not swaying me anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost like the bully at school that at some point when you just like ignore it, you're like, Oh, I guess she doesn't care. Um, yeah. there, I don't think there is anything to say because mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like political opinions. Like nothing I say is going to change your mind on this right now. Mm-hmm. 
So like, I'll let you continue to do this job that you're not necessarily happy with. And you Mm -hmm. could keep judging my life where I'm very happy with what I'm doing. And we're just gonna, you know, agree to go down different paths, but you let me know how you're doing in 10 years at that job you hate. Yeah. And here you are kicking ass, taking names. Yeah. And here I am 10 years later and I'm super happy and, you know, like things are moving and I'm building Mm -hmm. and I'm creating and I'm expanding and, and I feel super creative and energized all of the time. And, you know, where, where are you hater? Yeah, totally. So how do you make life a celebration every day? It sounds like this is something... It's, I think it starts with a mindset, but I'm mm-hmm. willing to bet that you have intentional practices, maybe rituals, maybe things with your family. What does this look like to you? How do you make life a celebration every day? Oh gosh, so many little things. You're right <laughs> that it definitely starts with mindset. And it's funny because uh, we had one of our happy hour wine versations last night on our, on our Instagram live that husband and I do. And we talked about like five small and easy ways to um, add celebration and fun into every day. And some of them are just, some of them are very small. Like my, probably my favorite is that we start each morning with um, our Amazon Alexa has a whole routine set up and she like (laughs) wakes us up. She's actually in the kid's room. So that in and of itself is pleasurable because we don't have to wake them up and they're Mm. cranky. So that already starts our morning (laughs) off in a much happier place. So she wakes them up and then she'll go into a motivational, fun, dancey song. And I have like a list of 45 songs that I go through every single day. Um, And so that's just fun. Like I hear, you know, I'll be in bed and I hear Glorious by Macklemore come on. And I'm in my bed and I'm like, I feel glorious, glorious, (laughs) got a chance to start again. Um, And so like, I I already get out of bed sort of like moving, right? And then I come into the room and I'm dancing and they don't Mm -hmm. want any part of it, but but I feel glorious, right? So um, that just... We, we start the day with a song and dancing. And then actually, since all of this e-learning stuff and the pandemic, um, I have the alarm set for recess also. And I make them go to recess. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, let me finish this thing. And I'm like, no, it's recess. Like the bell rang, it's recess. And again, Alexa starts playing. I think I have her on like kids bop something. And so usually recess starts with like us dancing. And so it's just like, I mean, dancing in and of itself, if you just dance every day, I dare you to not be freaking so much happier Mm. or like in and of itself, dancing is like the biggest celebratory piece that you could ever do. Any party Mm -hmm. requires dancing, you know? Yeah. Um, And so that's like two times in the day that there is dancing and there's music or there's song. Um, another thing we do a lot is there's a, there's a lot of music and, and singing also, but we, my husband and I started a lip sync battle party when we lived in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> um, and when I tell you it was the most fun of every year, like people would wake up the next day and text me and say like, my face hurts from smiling so much. Uh-huh. Um, and so like that just became, if I started this other, uh, what I called quarantunes tunes mm-hmm. on Instagram. And so like, <laughs> I'll just play some song that I love 
and sing it really badly or I'll lip sing it. It's kind of a combination of the two. Um, but again, it's just like at the end of singing that we're usually laughing or smiling or you're just in an uplifted, better mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are kind of two things that we do on the regular. And then the other part is really just that mindset piece. Um, I learned and not even learned. I think it just naturally started to happen when we lived in DR. We would just have these moments that we were sitting around the table with friends and we were laughing and enjoying ourselves and eating and cocktails or at the beach or wherever we were. And I would kind of like scan everybody that we were with and I would scan the moment. And then I would like really just sit in the moment Mm. and be like, oh my God, like these people who I love are just like, we're laughing and we're enjoying life and the kids are playing and like, there's just so much happiness here, like right now in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I would sit in that and like, really, I don't know, just like focus in on it. And it was such a game changer, you know, and, and, and I want to preface, not preface because I've now talked about it, but like, I want to yeah. add, I guess, to that, that like, I think people often think, well, you lived in the Dominican Republic, you live in Mexico, like it's an adventure. It's amazing. But like, how many times are you sitting maybe at your dinner table and you're laughing with your kids that you're just not like present in that moment? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do, I think that that's something you could do anywhere and everywhere. Like you could, if you just sit in a moment sometimes when things are, they feel as they should be. And you're like, wow, like I get to live this moment right now. It changes so much. It mm-hmm. changes really everything. Um, And then the last thing I think that I would say is just um, find how things are like find specialness in something. It doesn't matter if it's Monday. It doesn't matter if it's not Christmas or if it's not your birthday. I think people wait for these big holidays, a big celebration to like Mm -hmm. celebrate something. Um, But if you look even at kids, like kids don't, they don't need a celebration to like play and have a good time. They just play and they have a good time and they make it a moment. And so I think we've become really good at doing that. Like we'll have book club, but we sell it. We have like a family book club. We sell it in a way that's like, all right, guys, we're going to make all these snacks and we're going to like bring our books down and we're going to set, and we're going to set up the living room. And they think it just sounds like something so cool and different. Like it's not, we're just talking about (laughs) books, but like we've sold it in a way that, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, it makes it sound fun. And then you can't help but sort of like elevate yourself to, all right, we're having fun. It's book club. Mm -hmm. It's family book club. Like, you know, there's nothing special to it other than we add, we attach specialness to it. We Mm -hmm. attach like meaning to it. You could do that with anything really. Yeah, absolutely. I love all of this. And one of the fun things that I'm hearing as kind of a theme is you're mentioning music and dance and singing and books and all these things and food. Yes. (laughs) Always food. (laughs) Yes. And I, I love how some of this ties into the things that I'm going to be talking more about on this podcast, which is about how art connects to all of these things. Mm -hmm. It's called crafts with an edge, but I'm talking about crafts, art, really creativity and expression in general and how those can help us live our most badass life. So I love hearing uh, how 
you use all those things daily and several times a day to infuse dance and fun and energy and excitement into the everyday. No, it really, we had a, we did this party, this party. It was the four of us. It was a family party we did. And we said it was like a night in New York City. And this is how simple it could be, right? It's like a night in New York City. Uh, we made pretend tickets that we gave out. And then we had pastrami in the house. And food is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. We had pastrami in the house. So we had like cat's deli in our kitchen, which is like a big, is one of the big New York City delis. Uh-huh. Cats um, never closes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I even know that. I think they had a, a branch in Houston. I like grew up hearing those commercials. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so we pretended like our kitchen was Cat's Deli and we made pastrami sandwiches. And then we had like New York City themed songs playing on the Alexa. Uh, and then we did like, a, we did the Newsies Broadway musical. Like we streamed that and pretended it was a Broadway show. So we got mm. all dressed up and, you know, it's like there's, we didn't spend any money to do it. We just mm-hmm. thought about like, how could we... How could we create something fun for today? Oh, well, we're not traveling, but I sure do wish we were in New York City. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, why don't we pretend that we're in New York City, right? And it really just then required pastrami sandwiches, yeah, a playlist, and a Broadway musical. Oh my you gosh. Know? And it just became, <laughs> and then you're like, get dressed up, right? And now all of a sudden it's it it elevates the whole thing. And it went from being a normal Saturday. Mm-hmm to like a Saturday evening in New York City. And and it really took nothing more than just pastrami sandwiches and a playlist. Amazing. (laughs) I wish I lived closer. I'd be coming over to your house all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love hosting people too. We miss miss hosting a lot, but you know, we're doing the same thing now. We're just doing it for a party of four. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're also hosting these virtual happy hours. So let's go ahead yeah. and talk about so we we can come into your living room virtually and yes, shake some can. cocktails with you. <laughs> oh my so, god. Um go ahead and tell us about um the opportunities to work with you to live your uncorked life. Tell us about what you're doing. Yeah. So the the easiest most simple way is the virtual happy hour and we do that once a month. Uh, tip it, sometimes they have themes, sometimes it's just kind of um, an open open theme, but we mix cocktails and we play games. So sometimes it's trivia or this past one we had like spy games uh, because our theme was like secret agent spy. Cool. Um, and then we'll play games and we'll mix another cocktail and there's like people will mingle. We put them in breakout rooms for like two minutes and they kind of are talking about their trivia answers and it's super fun. And it does actually kind of feel like you're at happy hour because everybody's Mm -hmm. unmuted. Um, So there's noise, right? Like you want it to sound like you're actually at the bar hanging out with your friends. Um, So that has been just a super fun time for us and getting to know people and then they get to know each other. And then, you know, and you get to make some delicious cocktails and play Uh games and laugh. Um, So that's the easiest way. And then I have two courses that one that I'm, that I haven't launched yet, but that I'll be launching. Um, And then the other one, I have one right now called Uncork Your Business, which is that same thread of celebration and fun infused with like helping people and mostly like beginner, like beginning entrepreneurs who really don't know how to use 
social media or like maybe they know how to use it, but they just feel stuck and they're blocked and they're not confident with what to post. And so that's a four week live course where I walk people through how to use specific social media and technology tools and walk them through all of the steps so that they could feel confident using that to build their online business or their brand. And then the last piece of it that I'm currently building is a live course also that is called You're Invited. And it has to do more with like the basic foundational um, steps sort of, of how we live life on courts and how people could infuse that into their lives so that they could live life on court um, also. Just join in on the fun. So it sounds like you've got three big opportunities for people to jump in those happy hours. And then you've got your social media and tech course, which what was that called again? Uncork your business. Amazing. And then living life uncorked. If you want to hear more about how to infuse this celebration and living your best life. Uh, into your everyday life. Um, I can totally vouch for Jen's happy hours. (laughs) I joined one. It was so fun. Not only did we shake some delicious cocktails and we had fun. uh, I remember the trivia game you brought was hilarious. (laughs) Um, Jen brought these, they were bad reviews of world monuments. And it was like, uh, they gave us the bad review and we had to guess what it was about. It was people complaining about the Grand Canyon or the Eiffel Tower, the Sydney Opera House. Like how could anyone complain about those? So not only did we have fun playing that, but then you tied it into like, just remember that people, if people can hate on the Eiffel Tower Mm -hmm. and the Grand Canyon, (laughs) you know what? The Eiffel Tower just keeps on Eiffling. And like, (laughs) it was like, honestly made me tear up a little bit that I was like, ah, yeah. You know, it was, you infused it with that inspiration and encouragement to just keep on doing our thing. Haters going to hate. Don't mm-hmm. let them bring you down. So that was amazing. No. And I appreciate that so much because I, I feel like that's how my writing has always followed that. It's like, how could I inspire people and motivate people and talk about these sort of subjects like failure or like being a crap parent? on, you know, some specific moment and then infuse some like laughter and fun into it Mm -hmm. because really that, and that's, uh, you know, an overarching theme of drinking the whole bottle and living life uncorked is that like, sometimes you are going to drink, you're going to uncork a like not so good flavor. Uh (laughs) It's going to be kind of bitter and you're like, Oh, I don't, I'm not really feeling this. Um, But like, that's the whole, that's what life is. Like, you're not going to always get a sweet bottle. You're not going to always have some yummy, flavorful, you know, thing that you're, that you want to drink all up. You have Mm -hmm. to drink those bitter flavors to know the sweet flavors and Mm -hmm. to enjoy and savor the sweet moments. Um, And so I do try to write that way. And our virtual happy hours um, usually end with a cheers to something that seems like you shouldn't be cheersing. (laughs) <laughs> like, I think that one, I think the cheers was cheers to all the ways it could go wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was like, if the Grand Canyon could keep canyoning, even though people uh-huh. are hating on it, like you could continue to do your thing because at, no matter who you are, Grand Canyon, Eiffel Tower, Pompeii, people are going to hate you. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to keep canyoning. Keep, keep canyoning. Eifling. Keep eifling. <laughs> <laughs> Keep drinking the whole bottle. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. So tell us where we can find you on the social medias and all of that. Yeah. So 
uh, if you go to drinkingthewholebottles.com, that's the website. And you pr from there, you can pretty much find anything, but you'll find the blog there, the ways to work with me, all of the social media channels. And then both on Facebook and Instagram, also just at drinking the whole bottle. And those are free, fun ways to, to join us and have some laughs and fun. Absolutely. Check Jen out on social media. She's loads of fun. She'll bring you lots of laughter. And, uh, <laughs> and this is kind of making me want to go shake a cocktail and right? celebrate life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun talking to you. Thank you, Jen. I had so much fun chatting with Jen and hearing about how to live my life uncorked. I know I'm feeling inspired to make my life a party every day and show up for myself to celebrate, and I hope you are too. Here are the key takeaways. Number one, go after your dreams. Live the grand adventure. Use big life events like starting a family as a reason to, rather than an excuse not to, live your epic life. Number two, make it easy, make it fun. Whether it's work or exercise or raising your kids, who says it has to be grueling? Who says so? Number three, find routines and rituals that bring joy into your everyday life. Go to recess, and we dare you to dance and not be happy. Number four, scan the moment. Take a moment to intentionally drink it all in and feel gratitude for that moment. Number five, epic celebrations can happen in small, simple ways when you bring in your imagination and set intentions to make it amazing. It can be done in simple ways like creating a special book club for your family or putting on a New York theme party without even leaving your living room. And I really hope you can join us for that happy hour that I mentioned next month, if you're listening in real time. Um, it's happening November 20th. I'm going to be teaching you how to create a snowflake using the art of paper quilling. If you haven't seen my stuff, you can check that out at Edgecraft ATX on Facebook and Instagram. We'll be shaking up some cocktails. We'll be having loads of fun. If you've been wanting to learn quilling from me, this is a great way to get started with that. Hope to see you there. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do next week, being aware that the election is coming up. I really hope you voted. And if you haven't yet, I hope you have a plan too. So I really don't know. I might take a break or... I'm not really sure what I might have to say to the world next Wednesday, so um, we'll see. I might just kind of play it by ear. But thanks for listening today, and I hope you drink some water, get some rest, find some community as we approach uh, Election Day coming up. And I hope there are still some takeaways that we can gain from Jen and living our most epic lives, even as we approach these uncertain times. Love you all. See you next time, whenever that may be. 